Today we have to listen, discuss on Patecha uh, Samupada, dependent origination. Patecha Samupada is a very important teaching among the teachings of the Buddha. This doctrine teaches that all psychophysical phenomena in living beings are conditioned. So there is no such a thing as creation, there is no such a thing as uh, a supreme creator who creates all things at all. This teaching makes Buddhism different from other religions that believe in God. According to the Patejasmobada teaching, uh, everything needs condition to arise. So the word Patejasmobada was uh, used by the Buddha to mean those psychophysical phenomena uh, that cause and condition other physical and mental uh, phenomena to arise. Before listening to the teaching, we have to recite Pateja Sumupada Pali. Please open your manual book. So, Pateja Sumupada Dependent Origination, there is uh, Anuloma and Patiloma. Anuloma means uh, due order, order of arising, and Patiloma means reverse order, order of ceasing. So, we just uh, recite uh, Anuloma Pali, that is order of arising. So please follow my recitation. Avijja Pichaya Sankara. Avijja Pichaya Sankara. Sankara Pichaya Vinyanam. Sankara Pichaya Vinyanam. Vinyana Pichaya Nama Rupam. Vinyana Pichaya Nama Rupam. Nama Rupa Pichaya Salayatanam. Nama Rupa Pachaya Salayadanam Salayadana Pichaya Paso Salayadana Pachaya Paso Pasa Pichaya Vedana Pasa Pachaya Vedana Vedana Pichaya Dhanna Vedana Pachaya Thangha Dhanna Pichaya Upadhanam Upadana Pichaya Bhavo. Upadana Pachaya Bhavo. Bhavo Pichaya Jati. Bhavo Pachaya Jati. Jati Pichaya Jaramaranam. Jati Pachaya Jaramaranam. Soka. Soka. Paridewa. Paridewa. Dukkha. 
ดุขะโทมนัสุปายาสะโดมานาสุปายาสะสัมปวันติสัมบาวันติเอวะมิตัสสะเอวะมิตัสสะเกวลัสสะเกวลัสสะดุขะขันดัสสะดุขะขันดัสสะสมุดยโยโหติสมุดยโยโหติ Can we recite together? a v i j a p i j a y a s i n k a r a Sinkara p i j a y a Vinyanam, Vinyana p i j a y a Namarupam, Namarupa p i j a y a Salayadanam. สลายดนาปิจยาภัสโอภัสสาปิจยาเวดนาเวดนาปิจยาตันนาตันนาปิจยาอุปาดานาอุปาดานาปิจยาบาวบาวปิจยาจัดีจัตติปิจยาจารมารณะโสการิเดวะทุกขะดมนัสุปายาสะสัมปวันติเอวะเมตัสสะเกวลัสสะทุกขะขันดัสสะสมุดายโหดี Translation follow me Dependent on ignorance Depending on ignorance Arise karmic volutions Arise karmic volutions Dependent on karmic volutions Depending on karmic volutions Arises consciousness Arising consciousness, dependent on consciousness, depending on consciousness, arise mind matter. Arise mind and matter, dependent on mind matter, depending on mind and matter, arise the six sense bases. Arise the six sense bases, dependent on the six sense bases. Depending on the six sense bases, arises contact. Arising contact. Depending on contact. Depending on contact, arises feeling. Arises feeling. Depending on feeling. Depending on feelings, arises craving. Arises feeling. Depending on craving. Depending on craving, arises clinging. Depending on clinging, depending on clinging, arises existence of life and volition. Arising existence. Depending on existence of volitions. Depending on existence of volition, arises rebirth. Depending on birth. Depending on birth. Decay. Decay, death, death, sorrow, sorrow, lamentation, lamentation, pain, pain, grief and despair can arise. Grief and despair can arise. Thus arises. 
Thus arises the whole mass of suffering. The whole mass of suffering. The Bodhisattva or would-be Buddha uh, began with dependent origination when he uh, reflected deeply on the nature of life and attain enlightenment. So what uh, Bodhisattva ponder first? Bodhisattva first pondered old age and death, as did every other Bodhisattva when he was about to become the Buddha in his last existence. Because it was only after seeing the old man, the sick man, uh, and the dead man, that Bodhisattva saw the Samana, the monk, and renounced the world uh, in search of the ageless and deathless Dharma. So he had seen the suffering of life in aging, sickness, and death. We don't want to be aging, we don't want uh, sickness, and we don't want to die. Every living being wants to uh, avoid this suffering of life, uh, but we have to be aging, we have to who have sickness and we have to die one, uh, one life after another. These uh, events of life follow us uh, in one existence after another. If if you uh, view this endless process of life, all living beings appear to be in um, bondage and suf- subject to suffering. What is life? Life is, in fact, an infinite process of births and deaths. Let us look at the life process of fowls and ducks. The fate of fowls and ducks is indeterminable. 
Some are eaten up while stay in the eggs. If they emerge from the eggs, they do not live long, uh, but are killed when they grow up a little. They are born only to be killed for human uh, consumption. In the fate of uh, a living beings is thus to be repeatedly killed. It is uh, indeed very frightful. Are the fowls and ducks so set? No. The fowls and ducks appear to be happy uh, with their life. They apparently enjoy life, quacking, crowing, eating, and fighting with one another. They may think that they have a lot of time to live, Although, in fact, they have little time to be happy, they are life. Uh, actually, their lifespan is only uh, a few months, with each of them coming into existence and then dying after a short time. How about our, uh, our human life? The span of human life is not very long. And now here, yogis are uh, uh, above 40, 50, 60, 70, 70. Hmm. If uh, 30 or 40 or 50, 60 pass is seemingly to be uh, yesterday. Uh, 60 or 70 years on the earth is a day in the life of a Deva, celestial beings. However, the lifespan of Deva uh, is very short in the eyes of a Brahma. Because Brahma uh, live as long as the, the duration of the world's cycle. But even the Brahma who outlives Hundreds of worlds is insignificant. And Brahma's life is short in the duration of uh, samsaric eternity, samsaric jani. They were celestial beings and Brahma's uh, uh, have to age and they have to die eventually. Uh, 
although Brahmas and Devas are not subject to sickness and they they have no aging they have invisible aging in due course of time so every living being has to face aging death and nobody can escape from these sufferings of life so this lot of dependent origination was not the creation of the buddha buddha just discover it and then uh, taught it to the world was buddha said whether buddhas arise in this world or not this law of dependent origination has always been there and the law of dependent origination uh, has been uh, being with living beings ever since they came into existence but no one knew this law of dependent origination until the buddhas discovered and revealed to reveal it to the world in fact buddha was familiar with uh, the law of dependent origination before uh, even before he became the buddha as a bodhisattva uh, he practiced vipassana meditation on the factors of this law on the full moon day of may the bodhisattva approached the body tree he sat under the body tree and made the resolution i will not break this poles until i become the buddha he made this resolution then he practiced meditation the whole night bodhisattva practiced mindfulness of breathing meditation and during the first part of the night he attained all eight stages of high level concentration that is jhana based on such powerful stages of concentration he gained uh, supernormal knowledge abhinyan by this supernormal knowledge uh, he could remember his past lives in minute details the bodhisattva continued his practice and during the second part of the night or middle part of the night uh, he gained another supernormal knowledge uh, that is 
Tepacaku nyana Divine eyes With uh, Divine eye is the uh, Capacity to see Heavenly or earthly uh, Events uh, And he can clearly see beings dying from one existence and being reborn in another existence according to their good or bad karma. So Buddha's device eye is a, a thousand times greater than a celestial beings uh, divine eyes. And the Buddha teaching of the Lord of Karma uh, came from that supernormal knowledge. So Buddha's teaching was uh, based on uh, based on direct knowledge. During the last part of that very night, he practiced vipassana meditation. He took the twelve factors of this law of dependent origination X as objects of meditation. Bodhisattva practiced vipassana meditation on each of the 12 factors. So that means he observed the uh, impermanent nature, suffering nature, and non-self nature of uh, these factors. He took one factor after another as a vipassana object, and he saw uh, they are impermanent, suffering, and non-self nature. In this way, Bodhisattva practice vipassana by contemplating on the twelve factors millions of times, back and forth. So that is why We have to understand Buddha was familiar with the dependent origination even before he became enlightened as a Buddha. Just before he practiced vipassana meditation, uh, he entered into the fourth jhana, uh, contemplating on in and out breath. And then he got out of that jhana and practiced vipassana meditation by observing the factors of dependent origination back and forth millions of times. He attained the first stage of 
with personal insight. After the stage, uh, he entered into the fourth jhana again, uh, and then got out of, got out of the jhana uh, and went on uh, to the next stage of vipassana insight. He continued on this way until he reached the last stage of vipassana. So after each stage or between stages, he entered into the fourth jhana and then got out, got out of the jhana and practiced uh, vipassana meditation. In this way, Bodhisattva practice vipassana and samatha alternately. We have to understand that Bodhisattva practice uh, in this way. That is, in order to sharpen his wisdom, uh, Bodhisattva enter into the fourth jhana and then got out of it to practice the next stage and so on. So his practice of vipassana was on a very grand scale as he practiced it on the twelve factors as many times as he liked. So his vipassana was called Maha Vipassana or the vipassana practice on, on a grand scale. As a result, he attained enlightenment. The Bodhisattva practiced meditation that way on the night of the full moon day of May under the body tree uh, and attained uh, full enlightenment as the Buddha at dawn of the next day. He went through the four stages of enlightenment uh, in rapid succession. Uh, by practicing vipassana on grand scale, he reached the first stage of enlightenment. Then he practiced vipassana again and reached the second stage. Then he practiced vipassana again and reached the third stage. Uh, and then he practiced vipassana again and reached the fourth stage and final stage. When he reached the fourth stage, he became the Buddha uh, with the uh, attainment of sabinyutta uh, jnana, that is omniscient knowledge or know all wisdom. With that Sabinyutanyana, all-knowing wisdom, 
Buddha knew everything he wanted to know. So he practiced not only just one factor, but on all 12 factors uh, of the dependent origination. So 12 factors, uh, uh, next time we, we study, uh, actually these 12 factors comprise mind and matter of a human being. After his enlightenment, he kept on sitting under the body tree for seven days. He did not move, uh, he did not stand up during this time. Uh, during th- that week, uh, the first night he again contemplated on the lot of dependent origination in due order and also in reverse order. On the seventh night, he again contemplated on the uh, dependent origination. But this time, he contemplated on uh, dependent origination in due order uh, during the first part of the night. And in the reverse order, during the second uh, part of the night, and both in due order and reverse order during the last part of the night. During 45 years of his ministry, Buddha taught the lot of dependent origination on many occasions. Uh, Buddha taught this law in many different ways. Uh, sometimes he picked up the first factor and then went over to other factors one by one from the beginning to the end. Sometimes he picked up a factors in the middle and then went to the end. Uh, sometimes he picked up the last factor and then went back to the beginning. And sometimes he picked up the middle and went backwards to the beginning. So he taught it whatever way beneficial to, uh, to his uh, uh, audience. Buddha only taught in such a way that his listener could understand and attain enlightenment. That is why there are many different styles of Buddha teaching. The dependent origination is the doctrine that is very deep and difficult to understand. Buddha himself said that uh, it is profound. Once the Venerable Ananda, uh, his personal attendant, said to uh, Buddha, 
Bande, it is wonderful. Dependent origination is so profound. It also looks profound. But to me, it is very vivid and not that difficult to understand. Ananda said to Bodha. Bodha replied, Ananda, don't say like this. Don't say like this, Ananda. Dependent origination is profound as well as it looks profound. Not understanding this law well, beings become confused and do wrong things that lead them to the four lower states. Buddha said to Ananda, After saying that, Buddha taught the law of dependent origination to Ananda, and at the end of the discourse, Ananda was pleased with the Buddha. Và 12 nhân duyên là cái giáo pháp rất là thâm sâu, rất là khó hiểu. Và chính vì vậy mà Đức Phật mới nói là 12 nhân duyên, pháp 12 nhân duyên hay là pháp duyên khởi đó, nó rất là thâm sâu. Và Ngài An An đã thưa với Đức Phật, dạ thưa Đức Thế Tôn, thật là tuyệt diệu đối với pháp duyên khởi hay là 12 nhân duyên. Các cái, cái pháp này trông có vẻ thâm sâu và thật sự sâm sâu nhưng đối với con thì nó rất rõ ràng và cũng không mấy khó hiểu sau khi nghe ngài an an nói như vậy thì đức phật mới nói đừng nói như vậy này an an đừng nói như vậy này an an à, pháp 12 nhân duyên à, trông thâm sâu và thật sự nó rất là thâm sâu và vì nó thâm sâu nên chúng sanh không có hiểu được nên đã làm những cái điều sai lầm, tạo những cái nghiệp bất thiện, cho nên đọa vào những cái cảnh thấp kém. Thì sau khi nói như vậy thì Đức Phật mới giảng tiếp cho Ngài Anna nghe thêm về 12 nhân duyên. Và cuối cùng sau khi Đức Phật giảng xong thì Ngài Anna rất là thỏa thích. There is a saying with regard to dependent origination. Uh, that is quoted, uh, uh, quoted by many preachers. Whoever sees the Patejasmopada sees the Dharma. Whoever sees the Dharma sees the Patejasmopada. So that is the... Uh, Uh, is that translation of the saying we are tempted to interpret this saying as if you know dependent origination you know the Dharma well if you know the Dharma you know the dependent origination well however the commentary explained this saying in in a different way. 
since we are always dependent on uh, ancient tradition, uh, uh, we always like to follow the uh, commentaries. So the commentary explained that Patejasamupada means just the cause and Dhamma means the result. So we would understand the saying this way. Whoever knows the cause knows the result. Whoever knows the result knows the cause. So we should un- uh, interpret this, the saying in accordance with the uh, commentary, uh, but not according to our own idea. So we continue uh, tomorrow. We have to stop our discourse for today by practicing Satipatthana, Vipassana uh, meditation, by observing uh, uh, factors of dependent ori- origination. May you all practitioner uh, uh, not confuse uh, and do wrong things that lead to the lower state. May you understand the uh, true nature of uh, the factors of dependent origination. May you all practitioners realize the real peace in the very near future. Sadhu, 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 sadhu.